scary. Eric, why don't you remind us why we're here? That's uh, a we terrible gotta do, We got to do the intro. Like, he said yeah, it was really scary. I'm going to start from here and say, this is a sort of retrospective on... You know, yeah. the most recent Can House you have it fade are... in from us just like rabble rousing yeah, yeah, yeah. a second ago. For sure. For sure. <laughs> we're yeah, we're here to talk about uh the vermin of the trash heap, our our latest Hell's Horses mystery. Uh we gotta do the thing, guys. Like one, two, three. Hell's, Hell's horses. horses. Connor, you, Connor, you suck. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Brett. <laughs> Yeah. No, I hate doing that. I think it's very dumb, and I fucking hate editing it. So, I edit it usually. <laughs> I do the the initial sure, sure, sure. chunk for you, and that's always there. It's always, it always there. Fucks up timing. So yeah, welcome to our retrospective on Vermin the Trash Heap. So how did you guys like the whole adventure? I didn't fun? care for it. Fuck didn't you care for <laughs> adding all those extra things that distracted us. You bastard. <laughs> I, oh, that was ludicrous. I think it was really interesting to see after what was such a streamlined mystery in uh, Wonella, um, you getting to like do a lot of work stretching your your legs in this world and making us like not forcing us to, but like letting us see a lot more going on. Like going to the the Bell Ranch, knowing nothing about what was going on and not knowing if that had anything to do with it, and then using that to like give us a little bit more basis moving forward. I think that's really neat. I mean, yeah, Eric is the king of uh, speculative world building. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah, and like, let's talk about Patrick Bell for a second. Um, well, spoilers. I I was, you guys know this his name. I, out, yeah, it's coming out after the Yeah, episodes. so, if, okay, let's just start off. If you haven't listened to all of the Vermin of the Trash Eve episodes, don't listen to this episode. If Go you back, listen to all of listen. Hell's Horses... <laughs> Yeah, you have to have listed all of Hell's Horses to understand, like, to not have spoilers. There's going to be massive spoilers. All so, of Hell's Horses up to this point. The spoilers. Everything's spoilers. If you listen beyond this, don't spoil it for us because we haven't played it yet. Yeah. But you guys haven't? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't even written it all yet. It's the 2022 DLC. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really surprised. So I introduced the wonderful Cynthia Riley. <laughs> she had to have been my that, favorite NPC to play that, ever. No. It was no. joyous. No. Um, oh. So you don't know this about us, Eric, but Liam and I have a code word I for was, cunt. Well, I was, no, I didn't know if we would bring this up. <laughs> the first time on Connor's new phone he ever called me a cunt um, back when we were teenagers, it autocorrected to full cap Cynthia. <laughs> just screamed um, at that <laughs> which became like a funny thing we're like we don't have to swear we can just say cynthia yeah. Um, yeah. god forbid we ever meet one um, i hated that woman you should she's oh. i'm so excited for her future too because like she's she'll be I the one character we know can never die comes down sweeps her up and pecks her to death in front of us i want to know she's dead Thunderbird! i am can i tell you one thing since i want to help you bring it back around to patrick bell yeah I hate you for letting me sit here watching me with my whiteboard and my markers draw out my my reverse guillotine schematics to capture the Thunderbird and then not letting us see the Thunderbird in character. Let alone you guys all shitting on me for the reverse guillotine, but, which would work. Okay, the, the reverse guillotine was fantastic. And I think I think for the this type of game, it was very fitting. And like I think you were on like a good track there. It's just 
It wasn't the right monster. I'm, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm doing something that, like, I've read online where the people are like, don't do this. Don't where you're, put in new You're monsters. throwing two monsters at once. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm doing it. I love it. In our second mystery, a lot of people are like, don't fucking do that. And I'm I just think like, it's way more interesting. You know what? I I'm think- going to do it. You know what we do? You know what we do at that point? Cage fight. Monster A <laughs> goes against monster B. We fight the survivor. Boom. So. I think it's fair that we do that because, one, we're a fairly tight-knit group and we yeah. sort of know what's going on. And we're relatively intelligent. I mean, yeah. we only licked the barrel a couple times, but we can figure I, it out. Five one thing that surprised me was then when all three of you went out there to the Bell Ranch. It felt so much like, this is the thing. Don't get left behind here. And it was almost like a FOMO thing. Yeah. Because fucking Cynthia, that stupid well, the, you know what? The woman. fact that she talked to all of you, I can see like in retrospect. The joy of spreading her around the, town changed the narrative. The, yeah. Yeah, it did. And she was such a big character that it was like have in a flashing neon light. So I think I think I fucked up there a little bit because I really expected you because like in in Wonella, in the, in the Nightmare of Whitlow Ranch, you uh, Hayes and Birch did such a good job of splitting up and tackling problems together that that's what i expected i expected like one or two of you go to the bell ranch and another person to stay and protect tombstone i felt like i tried to separate us i don't remember um i'd be speaking out my butt but i thought i was trying to tell someone to stay yeah i think I, that, yeah I the biggest thing so. is if no? you did it was that she it, she was there and she was insistent which again i thought was interesting but it almost felt like when it was just me and Taylor, not like this isn't like about to be like a dick on Connor or anything. When it's just me it's and Taylor, slam. it's like, Fuck you, Connor. if we split up, it was like, okay, we're both at the same odds. Something could happen to either of us. Mm, but if yeah. you split up two and one, you never feel like you feel like being the odd man out is going to bite mm. you in the ass. And that came to fruition in the second last episode and the finale. Like, it came came to fruition every time that that happened. Like, think about like, yeah. in the tr- right the first I lost episode. a finger. I lost, lost a finger, finger immediately. I went off alone. Was that the first episode? No. Yeah. It was the oh my god. It was the second. Well, the first so episode the first, was the heist. The first episode was capturing the bank robbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And meeting. What were their one. names again? I'm going to pull up their uh, names. Tommy Gun. No. Something. Tommy oh, 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 oh. something. Hold on. Hold on. Franklin. Nope. That's our guy. Franklin's the mayor. Franklin's the mayor. It is James Fitzy Fitzgerald and Paul Trigger Thompson. Yeah, Trigger. Paul Thompson's Trigger. the one in the uh, in the jail, right? Nope. No, Fitzy's in jail. Fitzy's 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 was in the, jail. Fitzy was the safe cracker, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and Trigger yeah. was the gunman, and he also, like, met on the end. We had this little like real world thing happen again to give more premise to the world, give us a chance to like almost like field test Reggie, mm-hmm. and then get that into the mystery too. I yeah. fucked that day up real good. Well, it was, yeah. a, it was a great introduction no to bank robbers cycle. ready for yeah. a sniper, military trained, especially not in the I old fucking, west. I love Reggie so much. By far my favorite character. I really love Bert, but I fucking love Reggie. I yeah. want to say, um, I don't know if we want to do this roundtable, but like favorite thing from both of you. Seeing Connor, who is usually not very fun, um, bland. Play, I'm bland. Play the most fun character 
coming out and just having like this big ridiculousness, but like moment MVP moment, not like for a cool thing you did that helped us, but for like a, what the fuck is this character? They're like, that's my name. Shoot him in the foot. And it's like, when we're around, he was this completely different character. And then watching Connor like put this depth into him where he's like this petty, weird, paranoid motherfucker um, who also will shoot a man for no reason. No, no. He had a valid reason. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. It's like, but it's like the way his brain works when he doesn't have someone to bounce ideas off of. I got such a clear idea of of Reginald Smythe the third. I'm pretty sure he did that in the middle of a crowd. So I think he would have done it if no, no. we were standing. But beside like, him. if you were standing beside him, he, like he would have been like, "Do you think it's Shifter?" And then shot him. Like there would have been another step. And it was just such a like a it was such a more visceral response than his usual stuff because he's usually like, "I'm the man now." Like it was always like a little bit of run, <laughs> run around first. I wonder if it would have been if, if Connor would have had a different reaction if we didn't have that as a cliffhanger. To have a week to stew it, on the it? fact that he had he had a week to yeah. stew of being like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. You know, like that Connor of like, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do it. I think that's <laughs> like the beauty of a role playing game, though. You get those, yeah, those yeah. breaks to like. I think it was really his first yourself in it. Real solo action though, yeah. as edgy. But- it was also my first instinct. It was shoot the motherfucker. And I changed yeah. it to foot after two weeks to make sure he lived. I, I did have a plan of what would have happened. <laughs> a lot of things would have like kicked into action with you sh- murdering a guy in a crowd. I had, I had thought of what was going to happen. You shoot him in the foot was just like, okay, what's going to happen now that this guy's alive? Because I expected him to die. <laughs> yeah. It was close. I want to say that uh, all of the, like, from the moment Yevgeny was introduced, Hayes pulled out, like, the the best, like, let's just get this done, Sheriff. Like, make a magic lantern, give it to someone else, and fuck himself so hard. Giving us Repeatedly. the perfect lead. Like, you, you gave Eric so much to work with there. Because, like, I've always been very excited about Hayes as a character. You've done such an awesome job with him. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I like Hayes. doing, I, like, I narratively I like too. crazy Birch stuff. Is great. I love getting to do be just like wild in this one. Like I, I, th- I nailed it him down as such like a frustrating regiment, so regimented so character. And just as soon as there's more than one influence, he's got he's he's so like he's so wishy washy, and so he's like he's he's unhinged now. Mm-hmm. You're setting him off into mystery three. Like he's the the haze that's going to tell him to not murder somebody. He might not listen to that anymore. And so I have a lot of fun with him. Frustrates the dickens out of me. Yeah, no, I really, I really enjoy Hell's Horses, especially since I don't have to plan it. Like, it's just, it's a lot of fun to play. I barely have to plan it as well, which is the, the beautiful part about Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so much more role playing than I ever yes. thought I would do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a very reserved, quiet person that doesn't do that sort of thing. Yeah. College, college Eric wouldn't have liked Monster of the Week. Yeah. College Connor wouldn't have played. Yeah. I don't, I didn't really like doing character voices when we first started playing Pathfinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically like now that I've really started to like appreciate good role playing and and that side of it. Like it's I don't care about the combat so much anymore. I've just been stunted in terms of role playing. I played with my group of friends, yeah. crazy yeah. people. Yeah, where you get like those. yeah, murder you get I played with for Elvis. trying to play the game, and and you know who you are, and if we're speaking honest. directly to you. Yeah, <laughs> Stop Monster it. of the Week has done such like a. I feel like. Taylor was always good as Marcus. I don't think that there's like a, anything I would change about early Marcus, but I feel like you came into this last chunk of this book with the energy you've, you've built up from Hell's Horses, just like really diving in. I, I think 
if we're going to talk about Marcus, I think Marcus is becoming less two-dimensional rogue edgy <laughs> less edgy i'm gonna say like he's he's maturing in a weird yeah well weird not way. to talk too much about about kingmaker but getting a year of like hand wave time to say like some stuff has changed has i think given you a good opportunity to like do a bit of a heel turn turn him down a little bit <laughs> yeah keep yeah. out the edgelord yeah you you played exactly the character I thought you would play when we started Kingmaker, yep. and I'm glad to see him growing a bit. So yeah, well he has to after a year. Yeah. I'm I mean he I'm, doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, but I would I would like him to, and I'm I'm excited yeah. to explore his backstory more, which we haven't really touched on. So. I am mm-hmm. more excited about that than anything to do with any of my characters, which is rare for me. When I get to play, I usually want to like do a lot. You know me, I like to I like to be a little in the forefront. I don't give a shit about any side quests I have planned to like try and get Carter to work in. I want to be there when Marcus does things. And I didn't, mm-hmm. ca- I didn't, I didn't care before. And like uh, the, these past couple sessions, you've been fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But like, he's just like looking back on this, what I've made his backstory now, he's just, it's all, ugh. it's all <laughs> yeah, very vague. It's generic rogue bullshit. Yeah. And, but it's, yeah, it's just, like, I know what a rogue is. I've read books. And I yeah. kind of love uh, the idea of not writing the backstory or like throwing out your backstory once you know what the character is. I love that. And it's, I think, it's, yeah. I think that's something we've seen us all do in Hell's Horses too. Like Connor was going to come in as generic British man who had a military history with Hayes and he ended up being so much more than that. But he didn't mm-hmm. know he's going to have a British or a military history with Hayes exactly. until I made it up. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, again, strongest role playing as Matt guys. Barry. Yeah. The, my only plan was I'm going to be Matt Berry, fucking pure chaos as always. <laughs> and it's hard to differentiate him and John Hand right now as well. I know John Hand is supposed to be a little meeker and a little more. Um, also, I picture way younger. I picture John Hand being like a dude, like maybe 25, maybe 30, yeah, like exactly. a, a little haggard for a bandit. Yeah. So John Hand doesn't have the same quips that, that Reginald does. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Reg, you're so quick with Reginald and he's so funny and. It's just, it's a joy to edit. Having no (laughs) sheet. It really is. The thing I think I love the most going, like, I obviously, I love Pathfinder. I love Dungeons and Dragons. But the thing I love the most, and that Connor, like Connor's saying, that feeds into so much role play with most of the week, is that every role is a reaction. It's never Mm -hmm. like, I want to roll diplomacy, and then you go, okay, do this. It's like, I've said a thing, I've acted it out, and then you go, okay, I'll let you roll on that. Because it needs to be, it needs to be earned. But it's like you you don't ever go like, oh, my character's not great with, with diplomacy. I'm probably not going to go ask the villagers this thing. It's yeah. like we all have to do it because there's only three of us. And it's like it's a lot yeah. more real. Um, and it gets that those conversations out of us where in Pathfinder we might hand wave. Really feels more like acting, which I've never thought I would do as a human being. That mm-hmm. is not who I am and not what I've ever wanted to do. In fact, I hated drama class. Worst thing in the world. Now I wish yeah. I'd done some more of it so I'd be a little bit better at this. But it's it's acting and i really do feel myself falling into that character so when you're like oh you know reggie's quick-witted i'm like that's i think that's just me which is interesting mm-hmm. and i like to find out but it's like i've, I've discovered something of myself all, yeah all of you just... are way quicker than me at a lot of things it's it makes it hard it makes i know back even when we were playing back in college you were quicker than me in some stuff too and like i i flub things and i wrecked story points because you were too quick for me yeah. I can remember a couple of those, but they felt really fun because you you weren't necessarily worried about like, oh, what is this going to look like in a year later in this campaign? You were very yeah, yeah. good as a GM going like, what does this look like for having fun tonight? And I think that's, you made yeah. it like a really good experience for us then. 
I'm glad I'm glad you guys feel that way because that's I mean that's what all this comes down to is like let let's have a lot of fun like mm-hmm. if we're not having fun why are we doing this? It's only with hell's horses like it's by the seat of your pants and what's yeah. going to be fun? Like yeah. I know you have some probably like generic plan for certain things that are going to happen or have to happen, but like the whole episode after that is just like what are you guys going to screw up this time? Yeah, yeah, it, and that's such that was um. I was really scared to run Monster of the Week because I'm used to Pathfinder and D&D being so overprepped that it's been really hard to, like, let the reins go. But, like, I think hmm. I've learned a lot of lessons in the Nightmare of Willow Ranch that, and, like, I do, like, very little prep now. And I, I we just fly by the seat of our pants and things just go. And it's... You can come to Connor's school of GMery, where we do no prep for whatever end time. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been a great evolution. Seeing the way Eric runs Monster of the Week, I'm like, this game is so much fun because that's all it expects from you to know a mm-hmm. little bit about what's going on and to just go. And I think that's so mm-hmm. much more fun as the person running it because you don't have like we I don't come in going like I expect Eric to throw me down. Yeah, you don't get bogged down. Taylor's mm-hmm. look in his hand, which we have ignored. Sorry, uh, I held my hand up long enough that I realized my your, your fingers weird. Is, is, is I was bent. looking at that too. It's, it's bent. Look at this. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but it's not even. It's not that way. That's it's common. Like bent upwards. It's bent in. Yeah. It's bent in, but like, it's a lot. But it's it's common. Look at this motherfucker. That no, his is straight as look shit. Pinky, your pinky's bent. Huh. This is all getting cut, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in, leave it in. But anyway, my point was going to be, we just went off on a huge fucking tangent for like five, ten minutes. For yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're not we're, good at the organization. I, I was making a point about Kingmaker. Or about so <coughs> I wanted to get that. back to, to Reggie for a second, because there's some mm-hmm. stuff about Reggie that like we should know. Like, Hayes and, Hayes and Bert shouldn't know this, but like I, I think for us. So we never talked about... The agency that you work for. Yeah. And that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I realized we were supposed to. Um, and I just sort of vaguely nod to them once I in a while. I think it should be like that. I think, especially since he's he's developed machinations. Mechanically, it's not supposed to be. So there's oh. some mechanical things to the agency. So um, when he's doing his character, creations, character creation, he's supposed to pick two resource tags for the agency and two red tape tags. That helps me decide like how that agency works. So have you looked at that at all, Connor? He's he walks away. <laughs> you son of a gun. I'm grabbing my book. I'm grabbing my book. Because I'm trying to remember if I actually did that when I set it up or if I was like, I'll just do that with Eric later and never did it. Because I, I have... see it going either way. Yeah. Because I know what this means. It means that Eric wants to start Mystery 3 with, like, a cutaway to the agency. <laughs> uh, I don't... That's the thing. Without knowing more about them, I don't know how to integrate them. And, like, they're supposed to be integrated, theoretically. I think especially when it comes to luck points. I'm going to look at that, actually, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have anything in my notes. Um, okay. In my head, I've seen them sort of as the Umbrella Academy-type agency. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't. But... They're like, uh, they keep the time. So it's very much like Loki as well, the TVA. Okay. They okay. keep the time streams. Um, it's fine. There's spoilers. We started with spoilers. Oh, I haven't seen the, it. It's fine. Loki TVA. That's all you need to know. They're time cops. So like, I, I sort of see it as a sort of time copy thing, but without the time part. Let's, let's talk about your two resources then. Okay. So there's a big list. So bear with me. 
So you can be well-armed, well-financed, rigorous training, official poll. So I feel like that means like you can poll governments, uh, cover identities. <laughs> you don't understand. Office. I am the mayor. <laughs> Check your office. <laughs> There's a new nameplate. It's up there. It's Reginald Smythe the third, the first, because now there's the second. <laughs> Offices all over the place. Good intel. Uh, recognized authority. So that means like everyone in town would know the organization's name. So if you pick, if you were trying to base it off like the Pinkertons, maybe that's what you would go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird tech gadgets or support teams. So you could call in like a team of. Riders, give me the first few again. So I'm thinking, well, well armed, well armed, or well financed. Those yeah. are two separate. Well armed for sure. Well armed. Yeah, that's Man, exciting. A fucking sniper and rifle. I think, I think rigorous training. Yeah, because I think this, like, they've pulled ex-military people on purpose, and yeah, right. They're the go clean shit up people. You're, they're that's not really like a group. They don't have like a headquarters you go to. They send you a thing, and you go and you do it because yeah. they know that they, you you can handle it. Oh, what is it? Oh, people that did um, what's the giant red guy with with the rock fist? Hellboy. Hellboy. You're that. You're that organization. That's who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's not no, what that right. is. That's are not, they not that's the a, same universe? No. Nope. Uh, really? uh, no. I, Mignola didn't write the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, I thought they were. Yeah. That was um, Alan Moore who wrote that. Now, yeah. now I need to fi- figure out what that organization was called. Hold it's on. it's the it's the fist. I should know this. I fucking love Hellboy. Um, okay, so the next step is called red tape. So yes. you have to pick two of these. Okay. So, does your agency have dubious motives? Are they bureaucratic, secretive hierarchy, cryptic missions, hostile superiors, interdepartmental rivalry, budget cuts? Take no prisoners policy or a live capture policy. Ah, there's a lot of good ones there. Take no prisoners. The man shot a guy in the foot. That wasn't a monster though, right? So sorry, do them again. I have I've got Liam making fucking faces. Let me not look at him. I like I like the interdepartmental one. I think that <laughs> I think one's that's good. So good. And I also sort of like a secretive hierarchy as well. Yeah. So you never really know who's a different department and you're just sort of constant. No, that, I don't think those go well together. Actually, I, hang on. I like it. This. I like it that, no, those together work really well because that's very Delta Green. You've got like, you get your orders from somebody and then you hear from somebody else that someone else in the organization is running counter to you and you go, hmm. what the hell? And it's like, I have my orders. I get the thing. And you're like, no, I destroy the thing. And it becomes like, are there people in the hierarchy working against each other? No, I don't think so. I like the interdepartmental one. Um, that seems like good sporting fun for an old boy like Reggie. We've got the hunters and the researchers. Yeah. and Bring me back its brain. It's like if I don't blow its whole head apart. Yeah. One of the first ones, I forget what. Dubious motives. Bureaucratic. Bureaucratic. Mm, I don't think it would be bureaucratic. Cryptic missions. Hostile superiors. I do like cryptic missions. Yeah, Imagine yeah, if it was missions. just like, go to Tombstone and you show yeah. up and you're like, hey. <laughs> well, yeah. clearly something actually up. works with the rivalry thing simply because they're like, okay, we're going to send you to Tombstone. And like a week later, like, hey, we're sending you to Tombstone. <laughs> Give them slightly different wordings of things. I think cryptic missions along with the interdepartmental rivalries. I think that's pretty good. Like because that. yeah, you've got you've you're got already f- on a cryptic mission. You've already told us that. Yeah, yeah. And one of his like his cohorts could show <laughs> I'm up. I'm to and- be the mayor. 
That's the mission. <laughs> That's the mission. The mayor of the safest town for monsters. Do does it have a name? Does the agency have a name? I don't know. Now, of course, Liam has a thought. I have a thought, and tell nope. me if you like it. It's just the reach. Nope. No. Okay. The reach around? You mean? That's that's too halo for me. We'll, we'll just call it the taint massage. Fucking whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think the I organization. Think I'm gonna give it a random acronym, and we'll backronym from there. I, I like love that. backronym. Yeah. So let's let's just get three random characters, please, Google. I love this. Also, I found, I found what the organization is called, Hellboy. It's the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. That's yeah. good. It doesn't sound like too much of a thing, so it's like it could very well be a government thing. Uh, yeah. E R W D. Eric, you can write that down, and we'll figure it out later. Are they government? No. Um, associated. Okay, so no. they're just like a private organization. Am I am I wrong if I like equate them to the Pinkertons? I don't know the Pinkertons. You don't know the Pinkertons. So Pinkertons is like uh They were a private military, essentially. They originally like They still are. Yeah. Um, they still exist. They're the reason or they're one of the driving forces behind like a lot of the um uh the really like brutal uh, am I right in saying the Trail they, of Tears? Okay. Is that the one I'm thinking so, of? So may, maybe they did a lot yeah, Trail of Tears was before. Not Trail of um so they were wounded knee. Like Maybe they're part of that. So they were, they were security guards. They were private investigators. They were, they did a lot of union busting in the in the nineteen in the nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got really bad flack because like they they murdered people and beat people up pretty badly. But they were like a they and they bound they bound like I said bounty hunters stuff like that. They, they were yeah. Investigators. I mean that's sort of reasonable. I see it sort of as an FBI without any checks. Right, it's just yeah, Men in Black that actually lines up. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want it to be well, too fucking evil. Like I'm, yeah, supposed to be one of the good guys. Yeah, no, I mean they have a like their goal is to keep the world safe, really, from the what goes bump the night. Just kind of like what you guys, what My uh, Hayes and Alexander doing. But that's the thing. Like they they might have more of that. Am I older than you? I know in real life I am, but in is Hayes older than? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're around the same age. I picture yeah. Reggie looks younger, but is older because he's like more well kept. Like he's he might even have like in my brain, Reggie's like sixty and Hayes is fifty five or something. But like Hayes could be on like a bad morning, like a seven year old man. Uh, wow, I did describe him as having an uncular face. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> weather worn again. I picture <laughs> Reggie as the word. the gentleman from Pokemon Red. He's got the like the suit and the hat and the cane, but it's a sniper mm. rifle and or a sword. Um, and then the haze is just Bobby. Bobby, he's just old, and and Jim Beaver's seventy years old. God damn it, Bobby! Wrong, Bobby. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Do I? Do <laughs> I, do I, I just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog. So I got a question. Uh, which of my like uh, cold openings pulled at your heartstrings the most? 
pulling my heartstrings. Or like, you know, say, like how the game I just get response. more and more budget friendly. I was going to say, favorite my favorite bit throughout the entire series is you've been slowly blowing the budget and paying for it later. Like, we only yeah. have a drone this time. And it's like, this guy's climbed up on a crane. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so purely like... In the it's realm just of, for Eric. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% just yeah. for Eric. But like that, the thing is, constantly in my mind, I am always relating this to... TV show. That's what TV this game shows. is. That's what this game is. It's, it's, a, it's a love letter to those types of TV shows. So like that's what I'm constantly thinking of like when we switch scenes and try to do certain beats and and everything. And that's why we do cold opens or there are a few times where I've done like the cutaway to bad things like... When you guys saw Darlene get attacked, uh, or when oh, I had that guy one? get that eaten glass shoved in his eye, like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think that's, I, I'm, we're really trying to lean into those TV tropes. So it's, it's fun to talk about it in regards to how we're filming certain scenes. It's a little, it's fun to me. It's just a good time. And I really want to do something like that with Kingmaker. I really want to be able to give you guys plot and stuff. But it's so hard to do when it's not something we've already been doing. I gave you, yeah, I gave you such a cool thread, and then you're like, a year went by, and I was like, oh, I thought this character was that's, that's a whole other thing. I gave you a plot thread. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the the TV, yeah, setting. It helps people picture it. There yeah. are there are times someone will just like if they're describing an in the act of like everyone role playing, I take that info in, but like. I, I know we all, or at least most of us, has listened to it. But like, my first real foray into role playing podcast was Griffin McElroy sending a scene yep. and giving me goosebumps while he talks about like a small town in West Virginia, and it's like it's nothing, but like it, I can picture it because he's setting it up in phrases I know. Like we pan over to Troy Valley with Glass Cannon does that amazingly. He like he 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 reads you the script with all of the like stage direction and it's like I I picture it. It's like Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got a great acting background too though, right? So it's like true. that's and one of them is a literal script writer. So Yeah. He doesn't let Matthew write anything. He mentioned <laughs> he wrote a thing for one of the live things. He's like, This is the first thing I've let him actually do. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> okay. I gotta I gotta ask, what what drove Wyatt to this? What what how, how did he become this undead? Yeah, shut up, Birch. Controlling Beastmaster guy. Like what? what okay, so yeah, I'll, what? I'll, I'm I'll actually gladly answer this. I I don't think this should be cryptic. Um, he had a piece of a large piece of the mirror in his hand. So he just got he just from picking up garbage. He got it. Stuck I, that in his I hand. won't tell you. I won't tell you how he got got it in there. That's got to be it. So what you do know, what you do know is that the mirror was dug up from where the Witwicky brothers properly buried it according to their instructions. It was pulled from the ground. Bunch of pieces ended up in Wyatt's possession, one in his left hand. You guys saw the bandages and everything. And then what turned him into a monster was when he died, when Birch shot him in the back in the tunnel. Hmm. He wasn't... Fully a monster at that when you guys were talking to him. He had oh. powers, yeah. but he wasn't fully a monster. He became the 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 monster with the, the terrible voice. That's why I pulled up my collar, Taylor, because I was like, I'm pretty sure I yeah. killed him. <laughs> you, you you killed him. And I was like, oh, yes, let's I do this. I'm curious. Um, huh. And this might be asking too much, but uh, I know that we can't account for the whole mirror 
is that can we assume that while we're dealing with other stuff, there will be the occasional threat of shadow monsters to let us know that like someone else did this to Wyatt or used Wyatt as some sort of tool, or is that thread kind of done? I don't think he can answer that because he could. Yeah, that's that's too much of a giveaway. Because I love the idea that we're like, we dealt with that. And then suddenly it's like we're dealing with Thunderbird or like Ghost Train. And there's like a shadow thing that bites somebody and we find a piece of the mirror. And it's like, that's almost like the calling card of someone taunting us because they've machinated all this stuff. I mean, I will tell you there is some sort of thread that's connecting everything. You discovered that, like that clicked in, in, this, in your mind when you use that luck point, right? Where... Like, you know, the the map of the railroad that goes through the dale, these are points are close to where the railroad's going to be lining up. So there's something weird about something lining up with the railroad. It's You're not quite there. You don't know how, how the entire picture it kills Fucking me. It's going to be a big bad. I thought it was just going to be, you know, monster this week, monster that week. But you're, you're leading up to a big bad. I don't want to do a big bad. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, you have to have an overarching overall arc but monster of the week not monster of the fucking year no but that's how that's that's all season yeah you need your rita from power rangers yeah exactly goddamn yeah gold is it actually rita did i get that rita repulsa oh my god what a dumb i'm proud of you (laughs) so i mean i don't even i don't even decide on on exactly what the bad guy is i'll I'll be frank with that fucking reggie Oh my god. <laughs> like that's the thing that might there's so much that we still have to delve into in your guys' pasts and it's Gertie. We see we see that written on the last like tombstone of the like that makes the pentagram that summons the devil, it says Reginald Smythe the third. And Connor turns to Taylor with his gun dry and says, That was my name. And she <laughs> <laughs> once Oh, <laughs> So let's, let's let's go back to something that we've we've kind of forgotten about. We've talked about, but we never really settled it. What was your letter to Ehote? Was it just asking? Like, what was it? What was it? I legitimately like I. The more we played, a lot of my questions got answered, and so I yeah. feel like it would be a lot of mundane stuff. Like, could you undo the ritual of burying it by unburying it? Could you um like? Is there any purpose to uh, like? Beyond, because like if you don't bury it, you have the bad luck. But if you bury it and you pull it back up, like does has that put another magic on it? Is the idea of like undeath some sort of like perverted good luck kind of thing? Um, and so like it, w- I think it would just be like vague questions, like his half scrawled th- thoughts, super quick of just like, what do you know about shadows? Um, what do you know about this specific mirror ritual? Because like I brought it to the boys. I don't know if Aote knows anything about it, but I think he would know more about like the vagaries. Did we ever roll on that friends? I think so. Yeah, I, I believe successful, but it will take some time. And so we were like, it'll be a letter. Oh, okay. So you got you got a seven to nine. Okay, so I feel like Aote would have I was trying to think of a scene for him like showing up at like a telegraph office. I kind of love him never showing up until like one day he rides in and saves us or someone plays him. <laughs> like if we die. Um, so in my in my mind, he would would have shown up at like a random telegraph office somewhere in some like whatever, and it's like, oh, there's would be a guy hand and hand like he'd be dropping some furs off or something, or he was doing something, and he'd pick up this telegraph and then he'd write out right back to you. So he probably would have told you that like. A magical, like once an item becomes 
magical. It's if it even like in this case, it, if it, it would lose the magic, it's it's it becomes like a, a receptacle at that point where it can be filled with magic other again. Magic. Okay, other magic. That's I feel like that's so it's become like a um, like a focus. Yeah, and so I think that the the knowledge I'd be happy to get from him then is that like it's not some weird ritual of undoing someone else's ritual. It's taking an empty. Like I've drank the water out of this, I can put more water into it. Yeah, it's an empty vessel. Or I can put juice or coffee. It's just a receptacle. Or hot sauce. You know what I mean? Like they they can put their own intentions. Or us uh, saying this, you guys will have to start being careful if you start making magical items like that lantern. Oh. That one's been destroyed. But you're introducing magic into the, into these things. Like they they'll be like a little pocket dimension mm. created, right? Wait, so does that mean his arm is magical? I was going to say, gonna my give arm, the best hand jobs? and also, did we ever say what happened to my finger? Is it just gone, or did like yeah, did Reggie gone. have it? Oh, no, gone. That got bit by the rat, man. Burn it. But you cut it off. Like, did we pick it up? You guys burnt it. We left That's it That's up to you guys. If did you we know. burn it? You don't get oh, it back. I thought you guys burned it. I'm just going to say, if it's not in the episode that we did anything with it, Eric, do a jewel with my finger. <laughs> Ooh. Cut that out. I don't know how magical healing would affect you on a long-term basis. I feel like the fact that you're a living being is different than an inanimate object. Probably. I think one of the cool things in like in like fantasy RPGs is how weird magical healing is. I think in this one, what it could be is like I might be easier to track by a magical creature, or they might like, Ooh, like see me in the dark. Like it could have some weird glitch that we don't know about because we don't have magical sight or magical senses. It's like if we fight a werewolf, it might smell me in well, I hide or something. And realistically, I've, like Hayes can do magic, but I've made him in such a way that he doesn't like. So he's not overtly familiar with everything. Like if he reads enough about it, he might be able to pull something off, like he did for the healing for you. But he doesn't like it. Gives him the heebie-jeebies. And same to Birch. Birch was like the in the finale. We uh, we had the like the quick little chat, but like. He was so against magic. He almost would rather live with like the crippling injury, uh, but he knows he needs you to heal him. And then he almost blows himself up and kind of coming back to his senses like, I need to learn magic because I'm going to eventually have a huge weird score if this character levels up again. And so it's like, I would love to start doing magic as like, a, but a thing that like he might need to be taken down from like. He's going to try too much and Reggie's going to be like, that's not how we do this. Um, and little things like that. Like he, he goes from like being afraid of it to too into it. That'd be cool. Yeah. I hope we get to stick with like, I hope I don't kill your characters. And speaking of like, I've come close. We're totally going to kill each other. Okay. It's going to be Birch at a cliff during the rain. It's going to be <laughs> Reginald behind and be like, You've gone too far. And the hazel like, no. If a monster doesn't kill you first, though, because, like, holy yeah, shit, you guys lost tight. a lot of health. Yeah. Oh, I, I've almost died Reggie. repeatedly. Reggie's part armadillo. I'm fucking untouchable. That was me in the first. The oldest first will be burying us. I was a badass in the first arc. I couldn't be yeah. touched. Someone always gets the least damaged, and I feel like next one, it's my turn. <laughs> I get plus two armor. Yeah, yeah. He's armor. We don't have armor. I'm unfuckwithable. There are things in here that do five to seven harm. Yeah, which would kill you guys, and I get to walk away. And back to hell's horses. Yeah, sorry. I think that's. <laughs> I think we're good, honestly. 
Yeah. Do you have anything else, Eric? Um, I think we've like touched a lot of good stuff and talked about some future things. I think it's. Does anyone else have questions about anything? I'm curious, Eric, if you want for you mentioned that you haven't finished planning the big bad. If you want any more info on the cult or anything to work with for some smaller stuff before we get there, or if you're like chocolate full, the the big bad is far out so we got lots of time to uh so i mean i definitely want to start incorporating stuff from all three of your pasts so i mean we're going to talk about a bit more about the cult because i know i've asked you questions before Mm -hmm. but i kind of want to come up with some like uh fun sayings that they have because i know you did a couple in episode one like uh clear gold and stuff like that so i kind of want some of that to like build just integrate into some some stuff so we'll, we'll definitely talk i'm excited to tease more of the cult i'm excited to tease more of your guys background and uh i mean liam mentioned it once but doing like a, a past adventure with you guys could be a lot of fun yeah too. i think that'd be a where, lot of fun where like maybe you guys both play mundanes or something and like liam plays your the guy that was teaching you and i, guys fights. Think, I think that'd be just really having cool. them play as their like level one selves yeah or another class and like just have it be the two of them like i'm happy to set that out because i think we had a lot of fun taylor and i exploring the characters and then later for yeah. this reason say if like god forbid knock on wood hayes dies we have an, a chance to one one just like reginald and birch i've already come up with a good like a good idea of how why you guys would be alone so like i can't wait to do that one actually now that's exciting yeah if we're doing a passing i would have to change how hayes acts yeah mm-hmm. he's an old man yeah. now i can't yeah. imagine i think reggie's the same as he was then as he is now i don't he's, think it's reggie's like reggie 25 years old i mean you could have been a more hair. reserved young man right i'm mm-hmm. i think he'd be a more wild young man yeah he's I not reserved he's all tamed. That much. yeah like mm-hmm. he's, he's mellow like he's muscular. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean it'll be fun i'm i really really do love this game and this story we're doing i really enjoy it yeah, yeah. I'll admit to being a little hesitant when we first started this, like, only talking, only talking, very few dice rules. Ooh. Uh, you knocked it out of the park, though. Like, that that first episode was, yeah. like, all of them have been great fun. Don't I wrong, still but, think about, yeah. like, look out there. You see... There's just two of us. It's not going to be a very long line. Um, it, it, that line gets me front. every time. A united so front. Good. I yeah. think about those those two moments for us, like the 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 drunk concussed birch just blabbering on, and you just like giving me so much guff. I feel like you as Taylor needed to do that to me as Liam. I do. And so it, it felt good to let you do it in a in a <laughs> constructive way. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I want to end my thoughts with just thanking Eric. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is like been so much more fun treat. than I yeah. could have imagined it would be. And it's made the rest of everything we do so much more fun as well. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. It's yeah. made it's made us better our our Role players. Like role players has made us better players for any TTRPGs. I think as a group too, we're, we're getting into a really good groove of like collaborative and working together. I, it's really increased our Kingmaker stuff immensely, in my opinion. The only problem with Hell's Horse is like, is my voice is always hoarse by the end because we, we do so much talking. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's so oh, much more than that. Fucking better. preach, my friend. 
Yeah. <laughs> that voice takes so much out of me. I yeah. run four games a week. <laughs> you can do this for yeah, a couple you also hours. talk four times more than we do. <laughs> Correct. Who, you are the leading speaker in Kingmaker, and you're not the DM. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't describe stuff. Don't, don't change, Liam. Don't I have change. to ask. No, you just, just describe ask, it for me. Tangents. You just do it. All right. Do you guys Habits. want to know the title of the next mystery, yes. or do you want it? Yes, oh, yes, yeah. Yes. Hit, hit us right. with it. Uh, uh, join us for our next adventure, The Incorporeal Terror of Tombstone. It's a fucking ghost train. Ghosts? I love Fuck that. Ghosts? I can picture that pulpy Hold Hardy on, Boys on, novel. Guys. It's still not the Thunderbird. Nope. Unless the <laughs> Thunderbird's a ghost. He's, he's so cold like, open the with thunder, a Thunderbird? The Thunderbird... That mystery is called the Angel of Bell's Bluff, and like that won't be resolved next. I picture that it is actually an angel, and it's helping, and it's secretly not a monster you have to deal with. But at that point, we're so trigger happy, or uh, Reginald I has one hundred percent take an angel out of the sky. I was an angel that, that eats cows. Is that what? <laughs> have you seen classical angels? They're terrifying beasts. There are seven they're classifications, and they're all scary. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, join us next time. Hopefully for Christmas. That's the plan. Yeah. We'll see if it happens. I think so. We'll see if it happens. I think we're doing Mouse Guard for Christmas. We can do both. Ooh, it's more fun. Yeah. I don't know. We'll We'll figure figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. Maybe Easter. Who knows?